Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to From Curved Horns. I'll be your host this evening. My name is Cody. So we are available on quite a few platforms now. Um, YouTube, Spotify, OpenCast, PocketCast, all sorts of links. I'm going to be honest with you. The reason that it's taken me so long to put out another episode is because I was taking a step back. I started this with the intention of just expressing and showing the development of conversation, how we can start with a, Hey, how are you doing? And somehow it will, you know, transform into us talking about, I wonder how grapes are grown. And that'll be the last conversation, the last topic of conversation of the night. But what it quickly turned into was some kind of debate or interview situation. And that's a little bit my fault, you know. I wanted to bring people on so they could talk about something that they're passionate about or something that I felt was important to talk about. And, you know, that's what we did. And it's no fault of theirs. It's it's a fault on me for letting it go on. But it just it didn't capture quite what I wanted it to. So I took a step back and I said, hey, you know, this isn't this isn't what I wanted. I took a break and now hopefully I'm back. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. So um, not many of you know, but for the past two months I have been laid off. I've been unemployed and the new unemployment system is really a little confusing to work with at first, but once you get used to it, it's pretty neat. It's nice and easy. However, they require work searches now, things like that, which, I mean, I'm happy to do. But the the truth is, when I first got laid off, I really thought that, you know, this is it. This is going to be my time to relax for a minute and do all these hobbies that I've been wanting to do but claim I've never had time for. And now, you know, I've had two months and every single time I try to pick up a hobby and do this hobby, my brain will instantly go to, can you turn this into a way to make money? Can you turn this into a profit? Can you, you know, it just sucks the enjoyment out of it. But something that I, I used to absolutely love to do is now being bombarded by my brain telling me, hey, you're not making enough money. You should try to do this. And I know in some form, in some kind of way, it's also my brain saying, you're not happy doing what you've been doing your whole life. So if you can find a hobby that you love to do and enjoy and turn it into a career, go for it. But what this manifests as is somehow it keeps me from doing the hobby. And it goes deeper than that as well, because then, you know, you don't do the hobby because you feel guilty, like, you know, it's not making me any money, there's no point in me doing it, but now I'm sitting there, not doing anything, and at the end of the day, I'm feeling worthless because I've done nothing with my day. And all while this is going on, I've got nothing but pressure from everyone around me that I need to get another job, I need to get another job. I'm going to be real with y'all. I really don't fucking want to. 
I'm going to go back to work eventually. If everything's going to work out. It's all going to be okay. But for this very moment in time, I have to admit I am struggling. And it's, it's a really interesting concept to me. I've never not worked. I've never had a long extended period of time unemployed. And I think that for the first time, I've had time to, you know, even though I was intending to do these hobbies, what ended up happening was a period of isolation and introspection. And for the first time, I can actually think. I have nothing but time and nothing to do but think. And it, it brought up a lot for me, you know, started um, identifying triggers identifying things that are bothering me, actually sitting with some emotions, and it's not been pleasant. It's not been a fun time. But it has been worth it. I can finally, you know, say that I've worked on some things, and, you know, no, I'm not the best. And, you know, in some ways, I don't necessarily think that I'm going to get better until certain events come up because, you know, being isolated in a house, you're not dealing with anyone else to trigger you or to bring up these feelings. And it's a really, I don't want to say it's self-defeating concept, but there are things that I can work on myself, for myself, by myself, but there are other things that you have to deal with other people in order to work on these things. It's not going to happen without them. Because if it's just me, I'm, you know, I'm not going to piss myself off, even though I have. But I am pretty excited to say, though, that I seen this thing on TikTok the other day. This, this lovely woman, she makes, she makes recycled paper. And she, that's all she does. She makes tons of recycled journals. People order them. They, she sells them and things like that. And... This time, instead of saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to sell these, my brain was instantly like, this is really, really cool. Like, this seems simple enough to do, so why don't we give it a shot? I pulled out some, you know, old canvases that I hadn't used yet, and I ripped a canvas off of them, and I'm using this frame to make a mold and decal. And the mold and decal is what you use to scoop up the, the paper pulp in your water and paper pulp which is literally you just take old paper that's not shiny it can't be shiny and you know old bills that you paid but they still mailed them to you anyway old uh notes things like that or appointment cards whatever the case may be you can even do cardboard cardboard recycled paper regular paper newspaper things like that and you soak them for a period of time, it can be overnight or it can be, you know, 10, 20 minutes, depending on how strong your blender is, because that's where it's going. You put all this paper in a blender and you mush it up until it's kind of like applesauce, like it's got to be super thin. And then you dump this paper pulp into this tote of water. Now, going back to the frames, what you have to do is you have to find a mesh that will go over these frames and you got to keep them nice and taut that way when you put the one frame on top of the other you can scoop it out and what happens is is the mesh catches the paper but the frame that's on top it just sits there all it's there for is to to mold literally mold this paper 
into a certain shape. So the first time around, I decided to go with a fabric called muslin. I thought, you know what, that's going to be great. You know, it's porous. Hopefully the water will go through it. And I was dead wrong. About two yards of this stuff and chopped it all up. And I messed the whole thing up. And at first I was really defeated. I said, you know, you, you, you can't even make a mold and decal. Like, what's wrong with you? I said, you know what, no. I set out to do this and I'm going to do it. So I went back to town and I grabbed a yard of what's called tool and went. Brought it home and I undid everything <laughs> because I, I had three different sizes of mold and decals. And I had to unstaple all the tool off of these frames that I worked so hard to make. And then once I got that off, then I started putting the mesh on. And there was twice that the mesh ripped. So I had to redo them again. And but I'm starting to get a little frustrated. I'm like, but once once they were done, once they were made, I was like, yes, I'm in there. And I go over and I put the molding deco in the water. And the paper pulp comes up and around. And I lift it up out of the water and I hear it drain correctly this time. And then I have this sheet of recycled paper. I flip it over onto the muslin that I found out sticks to paper really well because that's why I had to take it off in the first place. I soak up the excess water with my sponge and then I peel off the screen and lo and behold, what's left behind is wet recycled paper on this cloth. I hang it up, I let it dry overnight and today I go in the kitchen and I peel it off and I've got about 10 sheets of notepad sized paper. I've got two sheets of journal sized paper. And I've got one sheet of regular sized paper. So I'm actually really excited to say that, you know, I'm a little proud of myself. Like I seen this idea. I went and got the supplies and I went for it. And you know what? I know now that if I want to make a journal, I can make a journal and I'm going to. I've already got it decided that, you know, there's going to be certain journals that I make for myself or for gifts for other people. It's a skill that I learned and I'm going to have to develop because these, by all means, these pieces of paper are not perfect. I still don't quite understand how to get the thickness down, but that's okay. We're going to work on that. Now, oh, well, my computer is already up to date. <laughs> Sorry about that. The reason I'm really here making this episode right now is because lately I've been seeing a lot of people use social media as a form of therapy to find some kind of cathartic excuse, or not excuse, a cathartic experience. And it's really interesting to me because I believe that social media is really, it can be very, very toxic. But in this, there are people that are using this, using it and wielding it as a tool in a way to help deal with their traumas or other things that are going on in their life that, you know, they may not have anybody to talk to about. And it's really interesting to watch and see and even experience at times because there are certain things that, you know, I wouldn't talk about with regular friends or people in my life or even the people that some of these videos are about. And yet somehow it works. It's a weird, it's this really weird exchange of trauma for dopamine. 
so in in some kind of way you get to you know you get to express the trauma that you've been through or this situation that you've been through maybe it's not quite traumatic but it's just it's, it's not necessarily the best experience and you put it out there and other people relate to it they comment on it they say you know I've been through similar things I've been through the same thing and you know they like the video and each one of those is just a little dopamine hit and it gets you addicted to the social media you know I understand how it works but I cannot lie it's really interesting watching this go down and taking place in it like watching people trade their trauma for dopamine in the form of likes, shares, comments. Having said all that, in the same respect, it's really lovely to watch people build communities in a way that, you know, they might not be able to do in real life. I mean, I know that for a lot of people, a lot of my own friends, it's it's hard to make friends with other people. Everybody's kind of wishy-washy or judgy or whatever the case may be these days but there it's all good it's all in there i'm not really you know i'm not really too sure like it's super late right now so this isn't going to be a very long episode it's just more of a i'm back episode i've been i've had a few people reach out and I've had a lot of friends roast me saying, you know, I, I got all this equipment. I got all this studio set up just for nothing. I'm not doing anything with it. It just sits here. And it's hard to explain to them that when you don't know necessarily the goal that you're aiming for, how can you work towards it? Because I, with the guests that I had on my show, they're all wonderful and lovely people. I had a great time. But it just wasn't the content that I was trying to produce. And I didn't, you know, I'm not trying to cater to an audience. I want to be me. And for me to do that, I have to find out who I am. So this has been one hell of a journey in the past few months. You know, I, I, I preach authenticity. And I preach vulnerability. But I have such a hard time walking that same path that I preach so much for other people. And in, if I'm being completely honest, I envy those people. For them to show up and just say, hey, this is me. You can take it or leave it. And they go about their day. They march to their own beat. And I fucking wish I could. There are so many times when, like, there's, there's like, I worry about irrational judgments. I'll think about things that like, might be a funny video or something like that that I want to, you know, produce this content. And what I find is I'm like, I have to clean my house spotless, top to bottom. Like, there can't be a dish in the sink. What if someone sees that dish in the sink in the background of this content that I'm making, and then they're going to judge me for it? And I understand that the reason that this is happening is because I've watched other people do it. I've watched my friends do it. And if I'm, I think I've even done it. And that... Seeing that, it, it made me realize that I shouldn't do it. So I stopped doing it. And sometimes I even defend people because it's like, you, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on. We, we, you, who cares? It's a fucking bowl. It's a bowl in the sink. Like, they live here. They eat. Of course, you know. But it's really hard to let go of those, you know, those worries and those fears. So, 
you know, what are you, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Because I don't want to cross this bridge where it's like, I don't care at all. You know, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be apathetic, 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 apathetic to the situation. Ooh, that was a long word there. So, I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. What do you guys do when you're nervous about trying something new? Or worrying about how you're going to be perceived when you're doing something. You know, let's talk about it. That's something that I think that I would really enjoy talking to somebody about. How to put on a, you know, a supposed brave face. Because everything, you know, I said it in the very first episode. The very first episode that I did of this it was like 25 minutes long. And I even said it on there. Your first everything is going to be not good. It takes time, it takes practice, you got to hone those skills. And I don't think that I gave this long enough of a shot for me to hone anything at all. And that kind of makes me sad. I really want to get back into this, I want to do different episodes, I want to talk about different things. I'm not so sure about necessarily if I'll bring guests back on just yet. I really need to nail down some kind of system as to how to keep that. I don't want to say on track because like the whole point of this is to show how we can get off track so easily. I mean, I've been all over the place in this episode and it's only been 17 minutes. Nevertheless, for those that who reached out, you know, asking about where my, when, when I'm putting out another episode... I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you being so patient. I know it's been almost three months now. But I think it's time that I need to suck it up. And as much as I hate it, you know, I, as much as I hate the saying, I got to, you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps, bootstraps. But maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to stop wallering and, you know, self-doubt, stop wallering and self-pity. I'm not going to get any better by just letting the days pass. I'm tired of watching the days pass. So here's to hopefully a new beginning. And I appreciate y'all listening in. This is from Curved Horns.